Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's very interesting conversation, I just want to pause for just a moment to say thank you to DBV Technologies for being a very kind sponsor of FACTS Roundtable podcast. Please note that today's guest was not sponsored by DBV or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. With the holidays upon us, traveling as a student or young person during school breaks for vacations can be exciting and stressful. Learn tried and true, trustworthy travel tips and hacks from recent college grad Maya, who has studied abroad and who's traveled to several countries and many states. Maya, welcome back to Facts Roundtable podcast. You know, I am always ecstatic when you come because your tips are so amazing and it's really wonderful for our young people to be able to connect with you and your wisdom and your ideas. So thank you so much for being here today. Like always, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. So let's just dive right in and start with our basics, which is helping listeners learn more about you and your allergies. And if you can just share what countries you visited so far. Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Maya. I'm 22 years old. I'm allergic to eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, and sesame seeds. And I was also allergic to dairy until I was 19. So I managed that one for a while, too. Um, And I've been really lucky to travel abroad quite a few times in my 22 years. I've been to England and France and Spain, Denmark, Iceland, as well as Canada and Aruba. Oh, and China was probably the biggest trip that I've taken. Certainly the hardest one. I remember your family posting about China and watching them very closely because that's because of your allergens. You know, that's a challenge. And it was so exciting to see you travel and to see you be successful. So at what age did you start traveling? And then how did your family keep you as like an active participant in staying safe? I'm trying to remember the first trip that we took. I think the first trip abroad that I went on was to England. We went to London and Paris when I was in sixth or seventh grade. So like 12-ish years old. And at that point, I had traveled a lot with my family throughout the United States, but we had never flown overseas. And so there was a, a lot of that. Those two processes are the same, but there is obviously the added added difficulties of a longer flight. And for the time we were in Paris, a language barrier that we hadn't dealt with before. On that first trip abroad, my mom definitely had taken the reins of the planning and the researching because I was still young. 
but she also kept me very involved in the process. I remember sitting with her as she would look up all the restaurants and plan out our day minute by minute to make sure that wherever we were, like around dinner time, would end us up near a restaurant that we had researched that seemed like it would be a safe choice to go to. Unlike families that don't manage food allergies, our vacations really do not have very much spontaneity involved in them because everything is so planned to make sure that we are having a safe trip. But I mean, I can't imagine traveling any other way now, even when I've traveled more recently with friends who kind of just want to go with the flow. I have to be like, no, let's have a plan. Let's have a schedule. Let's have reservations set. And I definitely have taken that from the way my mom planned everything when I was younger. Well, you learn from the best. Your mother is amazing. I adore her. I learned from her. I learned from you. So you're, you're in a good position. So now let's take a look at high school. I know you've traveled during high school. Can you talk about those experiences and just share that with our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So I traveled a bunch throughout high school. The biggest trip I took during high school slash the farthest trip I've taken ever in my life happened my junior year of high school. I traveled to China with a student group and then our parents came along with us. So my mom was with me on that trip. But I think throughout high school in general, there's always this conflict of trying to start to take more control over your own life and maybe step away from having your parents doing everything for you and gaining more independence. So all traveling during that time is when I started to take a more active role in a lot of the the prep and the planning. Like when we before we were heading off to China, I was doing all of the research with my mom. I was involved in the process of making my translation cards and getting my doctor's notes all translated to take their security with me and figuring out what sorts of food I was going to pack to have on the trip with me. But I still did have that support from my mom when I needed it. Like we called the airline together in all of that prep for that trip and any other trips where I was doing it with my mom. One thing that I will recommend to maybe any high schoolers out there listening, listen to what your parents do when they do all this, learn from them because they're pros. They've been doing it for a while now and they're going to be the best teacher to help you figure out how to do it yourself moving forward. Um, As I've gotten older, a lot of how I prep for trips now on my own relies on all of that that I learned while doing it with my mom. That is great advice. Okay, so I overheard you at Teen Retreat talking about how you handle the airlines, and you had a tip that I immediately started texting Layla about and (laughs) telling her, why is it this? I think you should hear about this. So if you don't mind sharing your air travel tips. So anytime I fly, whether it's a 40-minute flight that I used to take sometimes back and forth to college or a 20-hour flight across halfway across the world, I always say I like to control whatever I can control. So different airlines have different policies about allergens. The one blanket statement I'll make on any airline, they're never going to have a safe meal. Don't rely on airplane food 
ever. I cannot stress that enough. I've heard a few too many horror stories of people having bad experiences with airline food, and it's just never worth it. So bring your own food on the airplane. That's something that you can control is bringing safe snacks, bringing safe meals with you. I've taken like hot meals in a thermos onto the longer plane rides with me before. I've never had an issue going through TSA, like on the American side to get on the plane. The only thing is sometimes if you have fresh food like that, once you land and if you're going to a different country, you won't be able to take it through like customs over there. But if you've eaten it on the plane, then that's not an issue. So you can bring safe meals, bring safe snacks. Another thing, I always bring wipes, wipe down my whole seat area. So my seat, my seatbelt, the back of the seat in front of me, the air vent, the light, everything that I'm going to touch, I wipe. They also sell like plain seat covers for another level of protection if that makes you comfortable. And then I do wipe inside the seat the pocket in the seat back in front of me. But then I also, one of my biggest hacks for airline travel, I bring like a plastic shopping bag, um, like garbage bag, and I stick it in that pocket. And then that bag is now my pocket. I put my water bottle, my headphones, my gum all inside that bag so that they're not touching whatever grime and crumbs may be in that pocket. And then when I get off the plane, I take my stuff out of that bag and I just leave the bag in there. I don't even touch it. Like when they come through to clean the planes, they'll throw it out. And then another thing that I like to control on flights for myself is I always wear long pants and usually long sleeves so that even once I've wiped down my seat, like nothing's coming into contact with my skin. Sometimes I will wear a mask on a flight I don't have airborne allergies, but I do sometimes get anxious if I can smell someone eating like nuts or peanut butter or something around me. So just another thing that I can control is having that like barrier of a mask on. And so those are kind of my biggest things is I just I always want to control whatever I can control because being in a little tin can flying through the air is a very uncontrollable environment. So whatever those little things are that I can do to feel safer. I do every time I fly, like I said, whether it's a 40-minute flight or a 20-hour flight. All those things stay the same for me. These are impressive hacks. I definitely shared them with my daughter and she does the same thing. She wears the mask. Now she's got the bag thing going on because she'll travel sometimes for golf. So thank you. These are great hacks now. Yeah, that plastic bag hack I just started doing a couple years ago and it has been so helpful but they don't give plastic shopping bags in New York state anymore. So whenever I'm visiting anywhere else, I always bring those shopping bags home with me. I tell them when I visit family or friends in different states, I'm like, give me all of your grocery store bags, please. And I hoard them back home. So they're getting harder to find, but it's so helpful to have with me. Okay, so now I know the next time I see you, your gift is going to be these plastic bags from the grocery store. That, that I is, can't wait. I love it. I love it. You're going to be so easy buying gifts for. So now looking overall at travel as this young person, what advice do you actually have directly for parents and caregivers in helping them prepare and teach their child to travel without them? I think the biggest thing that I'll say for parents and caregivers is 
talk to your child and know what they want out of that travel experience. Like what your kid wants and what's going to make your kid feel safe is not always going to be the same as what you think they may want or what's going to make them feel safe. That may be a little confusing when I said it like that. So for example, I talk to my mom a lot about this. Even now, whenever I travel, I'm much more cautious about what I'm eating at home. I eat out at restaurants all the time with friends, with family, with my peers. But when I'm on vacation, even just in another state, I'm always a little more cautious about things like eating out. And that was something that I think was maybe a little hard for my mom because she, in her mind, wants me to be experiencing these new things and trying new foods and going to these cool restaurants. But for me, I would rather eat a tuna packet and crackers and then just get a soda at dinner maybe and enjoy the time. So that like difference in comfort level is something that I talk to her about a lot. And I think it's important for all caregivers to know where that comfort level of their child is. And that's also something that changes constantly. I've had experiences where I'm feeling totally comfortable and and then the next time, maybe I don't want to eat at a single restaurant the whole time I'm away from home. And for no reason in particular, it's not because I had a reaction or a bad experience. It's just living with food allergies is hard. And sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days. But there's so much else to gain from traveling that sometimes I just want to not have to worry about the food so that I can enjoy everything else on that trip. So that would be the biggest thing I'd say. Just talk to your kid and figure out what they want out of their traveling experience. You're just wise beyond your years. <laughs> I hope you know this. And, you know, what I'm hearing is what you're saying is talk to the, our children, but also listen, like really listen and give them space to, you know, wax and wane and and change as they age and have the different experiences. So uh, thank you. That was really, really a great tip. So before we wrap up today, is there anything you want people to hear from you today? Yeah, I think one other thing too I'll mention is I spoke a little bit about all of the prep that goes into a trip, looking at restaurants, looking at hospitals, getting dining cards maybe or translations if you're going to another country. But another thing too is you can do all of that before you've decided on a destination can be super helpful obviously don't need to do it as in depth as once you've already decided and booked a flight to wherever you're going. But knowing what restaurants are in the area, how far a hospital is from can be a great way to narrow down a vacation destination. A few years ago, we were looking for a place to go on like a summer vacation with my family and my family golfs. So we were looking for somewhere that had golf and a beach and all these things. And we were looking on like lists of places to go. And one of the highly recommended destinations was the Outer Banks in North Carolina, I believe they are. But then when we looked it up, you would have to get all the way back onto the mainland of North Carolina. Like, I guess, I think it's like an island type situation. And so it was, I think, like a 40 minutes to an hour away from a real hospital. They all only had like urgent care actually in the Outer Banks. And so that was quickly taken off our list because there were so many other places we could go that had closer access to a hospital. And the same thing goes for if you're traveling abroad, 
looking into if your allergen is used in their cuisine, maybe that's not as safe of a place for you to travel to. Like when I traveled to China, it was really hard because I'm allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and sesame. And those are everywhere in Chinese cuisine. When I traveled to Denmark, it wasn't as difficult because they don't use my allergens as much in their food. So those are things that you can look up to try and help guide you to the perfect vacation destination for you and your family. Your advice, again, has been so sage and so lovely, and your hacks are amazing. So thank you for being with us again. I look forward to having you back on the show, and I know in the future we're going to have you and your mom together. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to you and your family again. We are so excited to be back. I'll talk to you all soon. And anyone listening who's planning a trip or has a trip planned, I hope you have so much fun and a safe vacation. Thank you. Before we say goodbye today, I just want to thank DBV Technologies one more time for being a very kind sponsor of Facts Roundtable Podcast. Please note that today's guest was not sponsored by DBV Technologies or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.